This is episode number 231 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, y'all, before we jump into today's show, I wanted to let you know that enrollment is now reopened for To Pregnancy and Beyond, which is our signature online fitness coaching program for folks who are pregnant, postpartum, or at any stage of parenthood. We are so excited. We are celebrating seven years of running to pregnancy and beyond, and just such an honor to have supported thousands of pregnant postpartum people over this time period and helping them with an exercise routine and plan that helps them to be well, strong, mobile, feel physically able, powerful, and capable in their bodies during times of transition, during big changes within their physical bodies, yes, but also just in their whole lives and their mental and emotional health. So we're accepting new members into to pregnancy and beyond, which will give you access to a brand new progressive monthly strength training plan. So every four weeks, you're going to get access to a new workout plan. Most of our members are doing two to three 20 to 30 minute workouts per week from home or the gym. These exercise sessions are intentionally designed for people who are in any stage of pregnancy or postpartum and your workouts will adapt to you. If you come into the prenatal track with us, you'll be doing workouts that are specific to your time point in pregnancy. If you come into the postnatal track with us, you'll be doing workouts that are specific to the time postpartum you are in and consider what your body really needs at these moments. So check out the details of two pregnancy and beyond at the link in the show notes. Enrollment is only open for this week and then we're closing it down again. I'm not sure when we will reopen. So if movement exercise, getting into a more regular, consistent plan in a way that feels really, really healthy and good for you is on your radar go to the link in today's show notes. We would absolutely love to see you in the club. Hey friends, welcome on to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. You get to hear a really fun conversation today between my friend and colleague, Dr. Jillian Murphy and I. Dr. Jillian has actually been on the podcast before and we recorded this convo for some members of hers, clients of hers in a program that she runs. 
And she was having me on as a guest and we had no intentions of using it for anything else. But at the end of that chat, I just really thought that this could be so useful and beneficial for you all to hear too. So we talk a lot about starting to realize and then untangle your relationship with exercise from a potentially damaging, dangerous place to something that is more positive and truly healthy and flexible and rooted in care for yourself. So I talk a lot about, and Jillian too, about how we used to use exercise as a way to manage, quote unquote, manage our bodies and what it took for us to start to let that go by the wayside and how we approach exercise now. So I hope you enjoy listening on myself with Dr. Jillian Murphy talking about how to make friends with movement. Okay, I am with Jesse Mundell, and today we're going to talk a little bit about movement philosophy and overcoming resistance and what it means to sort of move our bodies for something other than body management. So Jesse, do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about your kind of history with movement and how you ended up doing the work you do from the perspective that you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for having me on, first of all. Thank you for coming. It's been a long road for me to get to a point where exercise feels flexible and what I believe to be truly healthy for me. I used exercise as a tool for literally decades from a child through to my mid to late twenties as a tool to control my body composition. And what that really meant was trying to keep my body as small and tight as possible and really trying to avoid it getting bigger, fatter, softer, etc. And I was personal training and working in group fitness from the time I was 1920 all the way through until what I do now, which is still fitness coaching, but just in a much different way than the, a lot of the traditional fitness industry tends to work and discuss movement and exercise. For me, it really just came down to uh, this moment, lots of moments working with clients, doing things like progress photos and talking so specifically about their nutrition and what they were eating and just noticing their anxieties, like the constant anxieties they had about their body and realizing that I was part of fueling that body obsession for them. And I knew it in my own self, but to see it in these folks who I was influencing At some point, I just could not continue to operate in that way, knowing that I was doing such a disservice to them and their relationship with their own body, food, and exercise. And I had to start with my own self to figure out this stuff for me. And that was really what started to shift the way in which I teach movement and exercise now. And primarily that's with pregnant and postpartum folks and parents of all ages and stages. And just really helping them to find out what else is there 
when we start to untangle exercise from being just about keeping our bodies as small as possible, what else is there for us when it comes to wanting to engage in exercise? Yeah, I have such a a similar like progression with naturopathic medicine and movement, like my profession as well as as movement where, you know, that moment, like I, I can remember several of them so clearly, like sitting in that office and whether it was because I specifically was encouraging that anxiety provoking conversation or my profession in general was also. And so, um, yeah, what's it felt like to step out of that? I know that for me, it was a little hard at first and then it just felt so great and so amazing. Um, but what's it felt like for you to step out of that, like more conventional fitness world into, into sort of, you know, an anti-diet weight inclusive place and space. Yeah. I think similar to what you're describing, kind of awkward and uncomfortable at first, because for me, I just felt like, all right, that's it. I'm going to have no clients. No one's going to want to come to exercise because this is all it's ever been for them. This was their introduction to movement, their education. This is what they were paying me for. So how do I even start to shift the conversation within our client sessions? And then for them too, you know, their own self-talk about their bodies. So it was kind of tricky at first with these clients who had been with me for, you know, a significant period of time. Yeah. yeah, at some, for some of them, you know, years at that point, and then to shift the container and their expectations of what we were doing just came with lots of honest discussion about what I was feeling, if they were noticing it for themselves if they were wanting to shift the way that we did things here. And ultimately it just came with boundaries about what I was going to be able to do in this work now. And if that wasn't gonna jive for them, cool, totally get it. But here's how we were going to move forward. And like you're saying now, it's just, it's just the way we work and people are so, they're so clear when they come to us because our marketing and our messaging around fitness is very distinct that they know what they're coming from. So yeah, awkward, uncomfortable, hard conversations. And now into, I just can't imagine any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. So one of the biggest points of resistance, like you've kind of already identified it is like, even for people who are like, I know that I want to do movement for another reason (laughs) other than body management, but like, I just really want to get as many perspectives and ideas and, you know, reframes and thought processes on this as possible. Like, how do you, it's still tough. It's still tough to like do that untangling that you were talking about. So how do you approach that? What's your sort of like philosophy and strategy when it comes to shifting the perspective on why we move our bodies? Yeah, it is so tough and it's interesting timing because I feel like we talked about this last time we spoke, but I still get, I still need to check my own self and my own. Yeah. I did it yesterday. I I just, I, I did it yesterday. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? Yes. Yesterday. Exactly. I was doing the same thing yesterday when I was on a walk because I have been 
walking more recently as the weather has gotten nicer here. And uh, I had that moment yesterday of being like, what's this about for me? Like truly get honest with yourself. What is this about for you? And uh, it really is right now that it just feels so nice for my mental health more than anything. But I just need to continue to have that conversation internally to really be clear. Yeah. It's so So funny because I hadn't even thought of that, but I'm real. Just you saying that made me realize I had done it yesterday. And I realized like one of the questions I asked myself was, is it adding to my life or am I doing it to avoid like stress or fear or anxiety around not doing it? Like what is, and and then same thing that, you know, luckily, thankfully the answer was like, no, I really love this. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not every moment of it, but generally like the overall experience is adding to my life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we try to talk about with our clients all the time too, is that, you know, I don't want to engage in exercise and movement a lot of the time. Like when I go to start a workout, I'm like, oh, I just, you know, not really the thing I want to be doing right now, but I know that moving my body in some regular fashion, and that looks different at all different stages and phases of life, it does add to my life. I experience more joy and pleasure in my body and my whole world when I get some regular movement in. But again, what is so cool for me now after going through my body shifting and changing a lot, especially over the last seven years now, since my first pregnancy, Mm-hmm. then my first c-section second pregnancy second c-section and now my body just like you know trying to adjust it's just been cool to see how I have used movement to ultimately support physical comfort and mental health and mood energy sleep over trying to control my body so mm. if if I can do that if I can remind myself of that as often as possible that this is for overall health, like true health and well-being over then body management. That's how we try to approach the conversation with our clients too. And the strategy and the process of that is exactly what you mentioned of just checking in with the questions. What is this for? Who is this for? Is it adding to my joy, pleasure experience? Or am I just feeling like anxious and tight about the reasons that I'm trying to fit this thing in? Right. And yeah, that's, um, I love too, because you and I always like, I actually, most of the time, you and I have this like thing, which I love that we have slightly different views on. Like, I usually really get excited to go exercise, but I know a lot of people don't. And I'm realizing, again, as you were talking, the thing that made me go into that inquiry was that I was not that excited to move yesterday, which happens just as it does with everybody probably once a week, you know, something. And, and yes, it was that exploration of like, oh, if I'm, if I, if I'm really resisting this, why am I resisting it? And then, you know, when I did that, that whole pulling it apart, I was like, ugh, I'm just resisting it. Cause like, I just need to get going, you know? And overall this like adds to, like you said, the quality of my day, my connection to my body, my mental health, I'm going to just do it, you know, and it felt good. But um, resistance is huge for a lot of people. And for some of the people in this group specifically, um, they've been very resistant to getting back to exercise because they had to take a break from it maybe in order to 
sort out their relationship with food and weight and health overall. Um, or maybe they've just never had a good relationship with it because of the size and shape of their body. They've been sort of told that they're not athletic or told that they can't exercise. Um, there's multiple reasons why people have resisted. So just any quick tips or tricks for like, or reframes, you know, I'm saying quick, I know they're never really quick, um, for like overcoming that initial resistance to getting back into movement. Yeah, it's such a good question. And such a common experience for people. And I think it is important for people to hear that even as a fitness professional, that I'm often not really jazzed to go exercise, <laughs> work out, etc. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of my colleagues are. And so I think when people think about exercise and movement, they're like, yeah, I should love it. Yeah. I should be looking forward to it, motivated. Meanwhile, um, it's like, I think I'm the, I think like the people who like feel that way more often than not. And it's not that I, cause I feel, like I said, I feel resistance on the regular, but like, I think we're the, the huge exception to the rule. <laughs> yes. And, and I would also say that that has come for me more now that I don't force myself to do anything. Yes. yes so now that absolutely. I don't force myself to run every day for a certain amount of minutes, it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for me to be joyful about going out for a walk in the sunshine than it is about like <laughs> hitting some wild, you know, time distance marker thing that's just been made up in my head. But anyway, sorry. I totally. You. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. So for me, the way in which I approach exercise now is that I know I am not going to be motivated to do the thing, but I am motivated for the outcome that will come from the movement. And that is feeling like I'm going to make it from after school pickup, daycare pickup through till bedtime and not lose my shit on the entire family. <laughs> like, that's, that's basically my much. motivation at all times too. What can I do to not lose my shit today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when you have been woken up as I was by a small child screaming in my face at 6.30 this morning to get him sausages and his iPad you know, it's just a long day of things that can occur. <laughs> so again, I just come back to, I'm not going to be motivated to do this. It will take a dash of discipline mm -hmm. to get some regular movement in. And I've come a long way with my relationship to discipline too, because I was so disciplined. Yeah. So, but to the point of like true detriment to my physical and mental health oh same same I've talked regularly like when I was a runner I legitimately had a right ankle my right ankle was swollen and it would hang over shoes for like <laughs> a year posting a year and I just ran on it every day I'm like and then I took like a week off and it healed up imagine that you know like um I love the re-exploration of the word discipline because I talk about it because the reality is the same is true of intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is not all fairy farts and moon dust. Like in order to eat intuitively, you have to like get groceries and you have to like make some plans. And like, otherwise, if I don't do that, I just eat bagels all week. And that's not very intuitive actually. And I don't feel great, right? Like feeding yourself actually does require 
some effort and that can be mitigated and it can be flexible and it can change. But the same is true for movement, right? Like the same is true for doing your finances, for your financial health, for your dental health, for your like, you know, there's some discipline required, but the way that I try to frame it now is like discipline to stay connected to what you value versus discipline to con- like disconnect and control your body <laughs> as the ultimate. Totally. Does that, does, is that yes. similar? Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. It It's exactly like you're saying discipline to do most things that you know are actually good for you. I was yeah. writing about this in terms of my experience in mothering, especially in you know, this patriarchal conditioning that we live in, yeah. that mothers are supposed to extend themselves beyond, yeah. you know, their capacity for the sake of everyone else's comfort. And I reject that, but also it can be difficult and require some discipline at times for me to check myself and to actually show up and hold boundaries and to parent and partner in the ways that I know are actually good for me because yeah, sometimes into fabricated guilt or like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause sometimes actually the easier thing would just be to do it myself and to handle it all. Maybe it's going to be easier in that specific instance, but I know what it's going to lead me to, which is crushing resentment, Yeah, which is ter- yeah. terrible for me and yeah. everyone else. So I feel that way about movement now too. Yeah. There's some discipline around it, but it's not the discipline like you were just saying into control my body. It's just knowing the outcome and results that are going to happen for my physical, mental, emotional health. Yeah. Well, thank you. On that note, thank you. We've already taken up more than enough of your time. Thank you for sharing your movement style with the group and your philosophy. Um, I think it's so refreshing for everyone to know and to get exposed to so many different fitness professionals out there that are approaching things in a whole new way. So thank you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 